Hey guys, welcome back to John's Bar. Cheers. Surviving a badge, and we're going to talk about wild and crazy police pursuits. We're going to talk about old police cars and fast police cars and, and crazy police cars, and, and we're just going to really get into this shit. All right, stay tuned. Come on back. All right, so uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about our fallen officer page. Um, we have 103 officers who have fallen in the line of duty as of right now. Number one cause of death is firearm related. So you guys make sure you wear your vests out there and be careful. And like we said last week, keep your, your head on a swivel. And number two is vehicle related. So we're going to talk about um, vehicle. Also related to last week's. Also related to yeah. last week's. Yeah, very yeah, good. Absolutely. So um, to the uh, 103 and their families, we salute you. Salute. Salute. And God bless you and your families. What are we drinking today, um, John? Uh, well, we're going to try a beer. Um, no. A yeah. beer? A beer. A beer <laughs> moment. Elysian, the Great Pumpkin, an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Um, and Elysian is a brewery out of uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, great nor Northwest there. Oh, well. The Northwest. The Northwest, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm not going to say Seattle is great. Well, yeah. You know, it's very similar to last week's. But it's a less. Yes. Yeah. It, there's this, a that last one, I thought I was drinking a pumpkin pie. This had some pump, has some pumpkin spice to it, but it doesn't punch me in the face like last week's. Yeah, this one is, is a little less, I would say. Um, I very will, similar. Yeah, very similar. I like it. Um, I will give this one a 7.5. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a 5.5. It just doesn't It just does do it for me. It's not a bad beer. Just, you know, it's not. Well, I'm going to give it a 6, and it doesn't quite hit what they're looking for, in, right. in my opinion. Yeah. Our beer moment is brought to you by Christian and Tom Clan Realtors. If you guys are ready to buy or sell your home or a piece of property here in the central florida area please reach out to kristen and tom kristen is a formal school teacher tom is a retired law enforcement sergeant he's also a veteran marine and there's no one you can trust better with your real estate um, transaction than these guys we really appreciate your sponsorship thank you so much guys and our next beer moment sponsor is clem and company property investments also tom clem if you're ready to buy or sell that piece of property or that house, you just want to get out from under it, make a little money, and move on, Tom is your guy. Like I said before, retired law enforcement sergeant, also veteran Marine. We appreciate all of your sponsorship. Thank you so much for the Beer Moment sponsorship. And back to the show. All right, so we're going to talk about police pursuits, and I know LT is going to love this part. And... Um, LT is our is the, one of the premier car guys that I know. I, I remember listening to him being able to pick a car from three miles away, blacked out, heading away from you, and you could say, "Oh, you know, I think that's a uh, 1997 Buick Skylark um, XL," and I'm like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> because of all the time you spent on the road, you, you <laughs> may, you, maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I no, no, cars. no. I, I was always impressed with his right. You know, his ability to identify vehicles. All right, so Chris Taylor used to laugh, and he'd say, okay, and what color is the interior? Yeah. I'd say, well, that model with that color usually came with a tan interior, and he goes, you're killing me, man. <laughs> so um, I have a little bit of a, uh, a, a quiz, if you will, in a, in a few minutes. So before we, before we go into some history and stuff, the boring stuff, um, I want to ask you guys what your, your – think about, and I'll tell you mine first. What, is your, what was your scariest – or wildest police pursuit. And I'll start off while you guys thinking. So I already know mine. Day number one on my own after FTO. During the day I was working night shift. We had an escape prisoner from the local jail mm-hmm. for armed robbery. And we were setting up a roadblock, and I'm checking cars, and all of a sudden I see, <clears throat> I hear LT's dad call over the radio. I got, the, I got him in a stolen car northbound, and it was on. And we were driving, what were the L- LTD2s? Yeah, no, LTDs. LTDs, yeah. but they were hand-me-downs yeah, from, from, FHP. from FHP, and they had, I think the, the nicest one had 300,000 miles on it. These were just... <laughs> So we're chasing this guy north, and he whips around, he's coming down, and, and there's a construction site. And after about three minutes, I realize brakes ain't working. Nope. <laughs> they are glass. And you're like, oh, shit. You're trying to plan where you're going to dodge off and yep. not hit somebody. He gets on the interstate and goes north and then crosses over and goes south. And he finally... Um, uh, parks into the uh, rest area, and we put the habeas grabus on them. And yeah, that was that was the craziest pursuit I ever had. And what was funny was one of our officers at the time we arrested him. You know, he was he was a federal inmate at the jail, and one of our officers wrote him a ticket because he dumped the car in a handicapped spot. So he wrote, <laughs> wrote after a, the pursuit. Yeah, after the pursuit, he wrote him a ticket for parking in a handicap. So right, I would have done that in a heartbeat. <laughs> it was like added insult to injury. Right. I, I love it. I, I who wants I would, to go? I was in the traffic unit, and I was asked to help on a search warrant. And I'm like, "Can I write tickets?" And they're like, "No, it's a search warrant." <laughs> they hadn't told me what the search warrant was. Right. But they're like, no, you're, you're not traffic. You're assigned to help us with executing the search warrant. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And while executing the search warrant, sorry, it's not a, it's not a pursuit story. Uh, this but, guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. No, I'm just kidding. But we watched you guys drive past the target house. Was he like this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was 100% like... Oh shit! <laughs> and the house is on a dead end road, <laughs> so he just drives up into the house across the street and abandons the truck and trailer that he had with it because <laughs> it was a stolen property search warrant that we were executing and all that stuff. And we ended up catching a guy, you know. But the trailer was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> 
You had a suspended license, and I'm like, I wrote this son of a bitch, like, 15 tickets. Nice. And nice. we were handwriting them. And that was when you had to oh, hand like, handwrite them. Oh, Yo, back right. when we used to say, press took, hard, five, five copies. copies. That took a little while. Yeah. LT, what do you got? Um, you want the scariest? Whatever. What? What? The most exciting that the that our lovely audience would love to hear. All right, so I was on a police motorcycle. Oh, jeez. In the agency north of here, uh, my second agency I work for, and lady comes to the school zone, and she's hauling ass to a school zone. So I go to try to pull her over, and she takes off. And we're about, going, was this morning or in the afternoon? It was in the morning. Okay. And we're going all through um, the Stetson area yeah. and all that. Well, <laughs> okay, here we go. I, I know what the comments are going to be already. No, I wasn't on a horse. I was on a motorcycle. <laughs> we had a microphone that was clipped to the fairing of the motorcycle. Okay. We didn't have all this push to talk like I had <laughs> years later with a boom mic and all that shit. You got a shoulder mic here. And you had a mic on the thing. Now, did this motorcycle have an actual motor, or was it a bicycle? It was a KZ-1000. <laughs> so a pedal cycle, we call them. Kawasaki KZ-1000P for police model. <laughs> Same one, basically, the Chips drove in the Chips freaking um, TV, show. TV show. Anyway, so we're going down through, and we're going down Stetson. And every time I'd get to a straightaway... Where I could get up, you know, the the, the actual speed. Get on it. I would freaking grab the mic and say, I'm headed that it. Because I kept trying to do this. But doing this across the motorcycle and all, it was just easier to grab this and then throw it in my lap. Okay. And then, I'm, nah, nah, you know, you're doing this and you're trying to downshift and turn and, and everything else. Well, at, at some point, I don't know at which point. That microphone ended up under the motorcycle, oh, bouncing geez. on the road, <laughs> and it got under the rear tire and ripped it completely out uh, of the dash. Yeah, yeah that's called it, uh, Murphy's Law. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, now I only have one radio, it's here, so I'm trying to drive, this is the clutch hand, and I'm trying to tell him where I'm at and do all this. Anyway, when we got all done, we caught her, she had a suspended license, she only had like three suspensions on her license for, you know, just piddly shit. Probably wouldn't have arrested her, just wrote her a ticket and wrote her a ticket for the school zone. But now she's going to jail for fleeing and eluding. Yeah. And my sergeant shows up, Dick Melton. God bless his soul. He's, he's not with us anymore. He shows up and he goes, you all right? Because <laughs> he was also a murder officer back in the day. And I went, holy shit, dude. I mean, I was shaking like this. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I said, you got a cigarette? Because I smoked <laughs> and I was out. and Because I, I was going to the store when I stopped her. Right. And I went, I just need a cigarette and just to sit here for a minute. That's all I need. That was some scary ass shit, man, yeah. on a motorcycle. Yeah. Because it was just me. Yeah. I, I, I never oh, rode I, a motor. I can't, I can't imagine. A car is scary enough. I, I do got to tell you, though, after a pursuit, you know, that that's coming you want your pursuit towards the end of your shift. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> The yep. adrenaline dump. Right. Yes. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> Yo, an hour and a half, two hours after pursuit, you cannot keep your freaking eyes open. And you're Period. trying to write a report. Done. You're done. It's you're like, done. you know, like, your hands are shaking. I remember when we used to have to write a report. Yeah. 
And that yep. report there, the, the oh, using the stone tablets. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the Sarge tells me, he goes, all right, well, just meet him over there at, at the PD because we had a lockup there at the PD. And we brought him in there. And he goes, start writing a report. I literally, mm-hmm. I'm going to use the cigar. I went in and I sat down and I'm trying to write the report. And the pen is, is like this. And I'm like, oh, man, screw this, dude. I'm just going to have to sit here for like 20 minutes. Right. Oh, yeah. Because that, that adrenaline dump just, is 100% real. Yep. It's right, awesome. So let's talk about some uh, uh, police cars. Let's talk about, talk about uh, LT's wheelhouse. 1920, NYPD first started driving... Not you. No. <laughs> you said in my wheelhouse. No, cars. Said 1920. Cars. Yeah, yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. 1920 <laughs> was when police cars really got into effect with new NYPD. So, um, and then Ford introduced in 1932 the uh, the flathead V8. So that had to be just freaking awesome. Whose car was that the choice of? I don't know. Teddy Bonnie Roosevelt. and Clyde. Huh. Oh, Bonnie. Oh, yeah. Any that, car they stole, they always stole a Ford V8 okay. because they knew it was the fastest car and they could yeah. they could get away. Well, holy shit, you really did pick the car guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, 1940s and 50s, the big three came in. Ford, Chrysler, Chevy. They, uh, um, uh, GM, sorry. Dodge. Uh, Dodge. And they, uh, they really monopolized the market with uh, the police packages. What's in a police package, LT? Usually it's... Extended oil cooling, transmission cooling, and just a little bit larger radiator. Um, Something about suspension, too. Kind of. It's got a cop motor, a 440 cubic inch plant. It's got cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks. It's a model made before catalytic converters, so it'll run good on regular gas. And nowadays, no, it's not fucking Blues Brothers where they have cop <laughs> shocks and cop tires and cop brakes. And, no, there ain't none of that bullshit. Blues Brothers. They know that bullshit. And I should have put that on the quiz. I can tell you that the Dodges, the Dodges, they had the 440s in them with the four-barrel carburetors, dual exhaust. And, yes, the civilians could get that, but all of the cop cars had those back in the day. And um, you know what? If they you were want to do this ass. episode, because 1969, Plymouth took first place with a 440. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Such an asshole. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Camille. Ask John. <laughs> so, Not yeah. a fucking clue. 1969 came around, and, and Plymouth came in with the 440s. In a Dodge Coronet. Right. And uh, it's a beautiful car. 1970s come around. And here, here's where, the, here's where the, the quiz comes in, the trivia comes in. All right, car trivia time. I'll just hush. Buzz, no, no, buzz in if you know, with your name, if you know the answer. I have no fucking clue. I'm already knowing <laughs> you. So I'm going to give you the TV show. Oh, And I'm you are going this. to tell me the car, um, uh, and you don't have to give me the year, but I'm going to give you a cop TV show, and you're going to give me the car. All right, so number one, Adam 12. That was a Chevy. That was a Well, first Ford. of all, you did not call in. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ford Fairlane. And okay. It was a Plymouth satellite. Okay. Okay. Well, I will get zero answers correct. <laughs> so, right. Camille, if you want to win a cigar, <laughs> this is the time to do this it. This would be the time he already knows the answers. All right. All right so, the second question Starskin Hutch. Call in. John, I know it was a Plymouth. Vehicle. 
no, no. Oh, it was right. not Plymouth. It was Fort Torino. Fort Torino. Yes. Fort Torino. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Third car. Magna PI. Ronnie. Ronnie. Ferrari. Yes, Ferrari. <laughs> All right. Here's here's my here's my, my I had to put this <laughs> one in here. Colombo. Oh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Ford Galaxy. Nope. Foreign car. I'll give you guys a hint. It's a foreign car. Oh. Oh yeah, I know. It, it's a stupid little piece of crap. Wait, hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was the intent. All right. John? It was like a Peugeot or something it like that. It was a Peugeot. See? John's I'll on the board. Correct. It's tied. One and one. All right. Next one. Miami Vice. Ronnie. Ronnie. Lamborghini. No. I'll, I'll, John Corvette. No. It was a Ferrari Daytona Spider. Yes, it was. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Uh, Mad Max 1 and 2. Ronnie. Ronnie. Barracuda. Who makes Barracuda? Plymouth Barracuda. No. Yes, it was. It was not. Okay. It was a Dodge Barracuda. It was, <laughs> it was a Ford X8 Falcon Coupe. Oh, yeah. But it looked just like a goddamn Barracuda. Hey, All next right. one. Knight Rider. Ronnie. Ronnie. That was a Firebird Trans Am by yes. Pontiac. Yes, it was. Yes. A modified one. Yep. Yes. All right, last question. Chips. Ronnie. <laughs> Kawasaki KZP 1000. <laughs> yes, it was. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> Wait. I, I was going to go with the Crown Vic. <laughs> they actually had Crown Vics in there, but oh well. You didn't, right. you didn't chime right. in. So Ronnie wins the car, police car TV uh, trivia game, three to one. All right. <laughs> that was fun. All right. So, more. Next more. <laughs> next question. What was y'all's fl- first police car? Ronnie. Oh, Horse. we don't have to go? <laughs> yeah. Chariot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, when I started with an agency as, as a reserve, they gave me a Chevy Malibu four-door with Chevy a... Malibu? Yes. With a freaking... Like a 4.8, or 4. Point, yeah, I think it was a 4.8 V8, and I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't drag a dead dog out of the house. It was the slowest car I ever drove in my entire life. But when I got full-time, my first car was a Dodge Diplomat. A 2000, no, goddamn 2000, <laughs> holy shit. A 19, In the year yeah. 2000. <laughs> it was like a 1980-something, 84. I think it was 83 or 84 Dodge Diplomat with a 318 four-barrel. Yeah, mine, mine was a Dodge Diplomat, yeah. too. Yeah, because I, I became a cop in 89, so it was a Dodge Diplomat. And what's Johnny is they would vapor lock. Yep, they it sure would, would. It would get so hot that the carburetors would vapor lock and the son of a bitch would die and you couldn't get it started. You had to let it sit for like 10 minutes before it would start. Yeah. John? Uh, Crown Vic. Crown Vic, which is a great car. Yeah. I remember when we first got Crown Vics. They were just freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, so 80s came around. You had Dodge Diplomats, Grand Fury, Chevy Caprice, yeah. Ford Mustangs, FHP. Remember when they had the... The Ford Mustangs. Yeah. My brother had one. Where would they put the the Here's prisoner? what's funny. They didn't transport. They called deputies. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, where do you put somebody but in But here's thing? what's funny. In 1986 or 87, 
I rode my brother, who was a Florida Highway Patrolman, and he had a Mustang of uh, 5.0 Mustang LX. The horsepower, now get this, 245 horsepower is all it had. Really? That was it. But it was so light. But right? it was so light, and it had a five-speed, you know, on a manual shift, and it would haul ass. But compared to today's Mustang, that thing was a piece of garbage, right. man. But yeah. in the late 70s and early 80s was the gas crunch, and everything right. was detuned, yeah. and everything yep. was down, catalytic converters, so they were fast. Yeah. So for that, for that era. So 90s roll around, and I remember working – on patrol, and we got our first Crown Vicks. You had one day in patrol <laughs> in the 90s. And 24 nice. minutes. And it, it, it was a hurricane, <laughs> and he had to drive one. He had to go and on And he had patrol. to put his uniform on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Asshole. And, and we, we were, were all shocked. Yeah. That it fit. Yeah. He had to take it to the, and he had to wash it like four times to get the cobwebs and shit off of it. So, and, and then take it to Taylor to make it fit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let it out. Yeah. You, remember, you remember the Chevy Caprice, how ugly that thing was? What do they call it? What do I have right there? The yeast roll? Yes! <laughs> the, yeast the yeast roll. roll. <laughs> it had fender flares. It had fender skirts. I mean, fender skirts over the rear tires. Oh, that thing was so ugly. Oh, it was so ugly. But I'm going to tell you what. They put the LT1 engine in it. In, two, in 1994, they came out with them, and they put the LT1 that day's LT1. The LT1 today is like four times the horsepower. They put the LT... Sorry. <laughs> they put the LT1 engines in them. And let me tell you something. Those things for as big and fat and ugly as they were, they would blow a freaking Crown Vic off the road. Yeah, they were quick. Yeah. They were fast. All right, so now modern day we have Tahoes, we have Chargers. Most agencies have gone to what? Explorers? Explorers, yeah. Now, why do you think? Room? It, it's for the storage, the room. There, most of them are all-wheel drive, so you can get through the water, you can get through the sand, you can get through whatever. So it's multi-purpose. Well, it is very multi-purpose. I will tell you one thing. And it's user-friendly, big time. Okay, yeah. as many of you can tell, we're not svelte. What? I am. <laughs> I lift things up and put them down. <laughs> oh, it's not Flex Friday. Shut up. <laughs> Flex Friday. It actually is. <laughs> it is. No, Flex, Flex nope. Friday was last well, week. Well, one, he actually releases the video. It's not. So do not release oh, the right. video on Friday. Anyway. So, but my knees, once I got an SUV, no oh issues. my God. I know. Yeah. Because I'm literally stepping out of the car as opposed to on climbing to. out of right. the car. Yeah. Okay, John's like 5'7". Five eight, Camille's like five eight, five nine. I'm six foot three. Can you imagine getting out of a Chevy Impala that is almost on the ground? So, uh, we're we're talking about police pursuits and cars and stuff. So, how do we mitigate? So, there's a lot of techniques to mitigate pursuits. Uh, everything from Remember when, when, when roadblocks, especially in the 70s, you guys used to have TV shows oh. with roadblocks. Agencies eliminated that. Yeah. I kind of got in trouble for one. Only, uh, if de <laughs> only if deadly force is warranted is the only time you can do a roadblock right. now. And then we have stop sticks, yep. right, where you throw it out there. And part of the issue is some of the bad guys, they will swerve at the officers or they swerve around it. Yeah. 
But we've seen more stop stick fails, and that has started a debate about the dangers of throwing them at all. Last month, State Patrol Cadet Taylor Tifo was killed and another trooper was hurt while using stop sticks to end a chase in Longmont. And last year, Trooper Bellaman He was badly injured using stop sticks trying to stop a stolen car suspect. Um, have you ever had, have you guys had sex? I, I had a, I had one stop stick throw and I missed. Well, he swerved around it. You guys successful? Yeah, I threw he the, had one. I threw the whole damn thing out. I didn't throw it across the street and then drag it across. Oh, you threw it in front of it. I, he was coming so fast, I threw the whole thing out and screamed like a little girl over the radio. <laughs> yeah, I got him, I got him. All I heard on the radio was, he had to stop this, he had to stop this. And it was a bank robber. And yeah. by God, we got him. I had a guy, he was driving by. And as he drove by, he raised his gun, and he just stared at me, and I'm like, okay. And yeah. I pulled it, and he went yeah. around it. You know, people are just... They are very dangerous. The stop sticks and deploying them are extremely dangerous if not done properly. Now, we're going to talk about pit maneuver. What does pit stand for? Precision, Precision intervention technique. Yes. So... So I and I'm an instructor. You think I would have known right. that? So what is what is Sean, a, what is a what is it's a, actually precision immobil, <laughs> precision immobilization Shut technique? Up. So, you already lost. Uh, so what is what no? Is, I didn't because I got it right. So what is that, and how do you do it safely? You do it safely by picking your location, picking a location where the individual so aim for a bridge. <laughs> with a motorcycle the individual is not going to cross into oncoming traffic and hit someone head on or they're not going to hit a tree a bridge abutment or something like that and that it can be done successfully you don't want to do it on a high wheeled vehicle like a four wheel drive truck or something that sits way off the ground because the likelihood of them rolling the vehicle over like vans SUVs stuff like that um, you can't really you're not supposed to do it on that and again unless deadly force is is okay this traumatic scene is not the way anyone wants the pursuit to end see um, what is there a speed preference not really I mean yeah you want to stay under about 65 if you can so 100 is depending not on the vehicle depending on the vehicle I mean if it's a Corvette you can pit a Corvette at 100 miles an hour it's probably not gonna roll unless it goes off into the grass it and catches. does what we call a flip vault Okay. And then grabs the grass and flips and vaults. And essentially, but what you're doing is can't you're, guarantee that you're you're hitting the side and and making. You're your, not hitting. Well, tapping you're and pushing. pushing. You're okay. not tapping. You're pushing the side of the vehicle to create a slip fault in the vehicle at 45 degrees, and the vehicle s starts to come backwards. And when it does, it stalls out. It's <laughs> As soon as the vehicle starts to roll backwards and it's in drive, the vehicle will stall. Okay. Unless it's a standard shift and they push the clutch in or they happen to know what they're doing and they, well, I won't say that, but okay. anyway. Yeah. It, so it is 100% physics. Right. It is. So Absolutely. Since, um, I, I, I was reading a report, since 2016, over 30 people have been killed 
including officers and, and pedestrians, in the pit maneuver? Should we stop it? No, absolutely not. And I'll tell you what happens is, is improper training or lack of enough training. Because when we taught training out where we taught it, and I was an instructor, we got vehicles all the way up to 60 miles an hour, and they were Crown Vicks and um, Ford Crown Vicks, and we were pitting them with Ford Crown Vicks and with SUVs. Um, we never had a vehicle rollover or have any issues. What happens is, is the officers, unfortunately, again, the adrenaline is all the way up here, and, and they slam into the vehicle or they crash into the vehicle. I'm going to pit this vehicle right here. There's the pit. Ooh, wow. Oh, my goodness. What? What? Or they, they pick a location that shouldn't have been done when it should have been done. Um, and it goes into either head-on traffic or in a bridge abutment or a tree or something like that. And, and, and also, occurs. all of our pits had to be approved by the supervisor Correct. on duty. Correct. So, not a pro-law enforcement um, newspaper, but Washington Post. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, shocker, right? <laughs> uh, wrote a couple articles. Four 15-year-old teenagers in California, or not California, uh, North Carolina, driving down the road and... 100 miles an hour, they were pitted. Um, van flip, began a cartwheel, 500 feet of cartwheel, um, impacted, uh, three of the teens were thrown, two of them died and one broke a back. Should we stop doing pits? No. And, and here's a problem with that. Number one, they ran from the police. That's their first mistake. They put themselves in that predicament. Not only themselves, but other people. Correct. And, and other than running from the police, what was the underlying crime? Speed. They okay. they were originally clocked um, doing 100 miles an hour. Okay. And number two, they weren't wearing their seatbelts. Number three, I'd have to see where the location was and watch the video of where it was done, where the pit was done. Because I can tell you right now, if it was done on a four-lane highway, you can pit a vehicle at 100 miles an hour. As long as it's not a high-wheeled vehicle, you can pit a vehicle at 100 miles an hour, and it'll just spin a couple of times and come to a rest. So I'm glad you said that. 2020, Arkansas State Police pitted a vehicle at 109, 109 miles an hour. The uh, the crash, um, the, the the truck that was involved, pickup truck, flipped. High wheel. Landed on, 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 the, on the top of it, killing the driver. The, the officer ramped up on the back of the truck, cut through a telephone pole, and the officer was injured. Uh, go ahead and start EMS. Still a good maneuver. Well, the pit wasn't done properly. If he crashed into the vehicle that he pit, it wasn't done properly. Okay. But I'd, I'd have agree to see the video to, to make I, sure. Gonna, but I have that video. I'm going to put it in. Yeah, it, it wasn't done correctly because after you perform the pit maneuver, okay, and the vehicle that you pitted spins, you are to go past that vehicle, and now you are the rear cover for the takedown of that vehicle. So yeah. there's no reason for him to still be engaged with the vehicle and hit the vehicle if done properly, there's no reason for that. Yeah, I mean, basically what he's saying is the pit maneuver does not cause the vehicle involved, the vehicle 
initiating the pit to lose control. And, so if you don't do it properly, that's when you lose control. And, so and the thing is, isn't there, isn't there a you you have you have two horrible decisions? Let this person continue to drive at 100 miles, 109 miles an hour through the city, and possibly wiping out a family of six in an SUV, or taking them out. So it's it. Both of them are bad decisions, and obviously law enforcement's always going to be blamed. Why did why did you not stop them? Why did you stop them? I disagree with your comment. Both of them are bad decisions. They're they're I not. I disagree with that. Not, not bad decisions, but they're they're not easy decisions to make. I'm not saying your comment was wrong. I'm okay. just saying I disagree with it. Okay. I mean, they're I, both bad decisions. I I honestly had someone, <laughs> literally, I stopped someone, and you know I made contact with him and all that stuff, and he jumped in the car and took off. All right, our policy says I couldn't re-engage him in a pursuit. Right. Right? And, like, 30 seconds later, someone comes by and says, you know, hey, there's a guy driving like a madman, just went up the road here. And I'm like, okay, I, I know. I'm well aware of it, but there's nothing I can do about it. It's like, what do you mean? I'm like... Does it meet our pursuit policy? I'm not allowed yeah. to pursue. If yeah. you have a problem with that, you may want to contact your legislature. All right. So they were just, hold on. Okay, they were right. just saying in Chicago that on the last show I mentioned a gentleman that was speaking. Uh, I believe he's in the House of Representatives. Anyway, he was speaking about Chicago. They have just implemented a no-chase policy. A lot of agencies are. Of any kind, for yeah. any reason. Washington, D.C. has a no, no chase policy. No chase yeah. policy. And he said on foot or in cars, no yep. chase. Yep. Right. What in the hell is this country coming yeah, to? Yeah, it's going to shit. Guys, so this has been a fun episode. Let Absolutely. Us tell, tell us your war stories. Tell us your um, greatest or wildest. Comment down below, guys. And comment down below. Make sure you like and hit that, uh, that button for notifications. Every time we put out an episode, it'll come up, pop up. You'll get a notification that you we got a new episode out. We are this close to 500. Next stop, 1,000. Man, we four. are, oh, my God. What yeah. are we, like 480-something? 495. Yeah, four ninety five. Yeah. We so, are five subscribers away, guys. Anyway, so just remember, always that surviving the badge. You still, still got, got your six. six. Y'all be safe out there.